Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is Michael the Hybrid Billups. He's an MMA fighter out of my home state of Oklahoma. We know the same people. We talked, and I tell you, this guy has got his head on straight. I guarantee in five years he's going to be in the UFC and he's going to be a champion. Watch out for this guy, Michael the Hybrid Billups. There we go. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini, man. You know me. I, I geek out. Two things geek me out. Motorcycles and my first love has always been wrestling. Always will be wrestling. It's in my heart. It saved my. It saved my soul. And when I ever get a chance to come back, talk to somebody from Oklahoma who's doing the damn thing, it it, it just it elevates me. I just I just have this great feeling in my heart. And now I knew this dude. I talked to him. If you guys remember, I talked to Jacoby Smith, dude from my hometown, Muskogee, Oklahoma. He told me about this dude coming. He goes, "Hey man, if you get a chance." Talk to this fighter right here. He's a good dude. He's got some good stories for you. I said, all right, bet. So I looked him up, and I was like, oh, shit, this, dude, this dude's got skills, man. This dude's got skills. He calls himself the hybrid. I want to know why he calls himself the hybrid. But he's a, a fighter for the XFM, XFN. Uh, he's a bantamweight champion right now, and he's uh, f- about to get a fresh fade <laughs> right in front of the barbershop. My man, Mr. Michael Gabriel Billups. How you doing, Mike? Yo, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm glad to be talking to you. First of all, man, I t- we, right before the show, I said, I bet we know the same people. You went to Union, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm just going to forget you said that because, you know, we don't like Union. If, if you don't go to Union, <laughs> then you don't like Union. That's just how it is, bro. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to let that slide. Now, when, when did you graduate, though? When did you graduate from Union? I'm, I'm pretty young. I graduated in 2014. Did you know my cousin? His name was Cameron. He wrestled for Union also. His name was Cameron. Cameron, I think, Edwards. Cameron Edwards. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know my cousin's last name. How messed up is that? <laughs> yeah, his name is Cameron. It's Cameron. Honestly, I probably did. If you show me a face, I guarantee you I knew. He was on, he was black on the Union wrestling team. How many black guys on the Union wrestling team, bro? I mean, seriously. Uh, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I did know him. I exactly. did know him. <laughs> 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 How could you not know him? And now you go, oh, yeah, now I know him. Okay, yeah, he was a. It was, it was like a little crew of us. There was like, it was like a fraternity. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> of course it is. Like all three of you, I guess. I know how you it is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know, man. So, okay, so you wrestled at Union. How'd you do it? How'd you do uh, high school wrestling? How'd you do? Uh, uh, so, honestly, I was, I was pretty good at wrestling. I, uh, I started wrestling when I was in seventh grade, and I just kind of like, I don't know, I just kind of like fell in love with it. And what was it about like it you started, loved? What was it about it that you loved? I mean, when you first started doing it, because some people, you know, it's like anything else in life. Some people do something, they go, yeah, I tried it, I'm gone. But some people, they're, they're attracted to it. I mean, like it talks to them and it talked to me and it talked to a lot of it. So what, what was it about wrestling to you that made you go, this is this is my path? Um, well, one thing, I'm, I'm not always the best team player. <laughs> so, like, I love the fact that, like. It's just me out there. I don't got to worry about someone passing me the ball. I don't got to worry about no one else doing anything. I just have to worry about me. And then the team will take care of itself. So I really like that aspect. And just the fact that, like, man, there's something really honest about wrestling and just combat sports in general because it's just you versus another dude out there. And the whole time you're getting ready for that match, you're getting ready for that fight or whatever it is, I just have to keep beating myself every day. That's my only competition. I got to beat myself every day to get to that next level. And yeah, and I just like, I love that. And I love the grind of it all. And yeah, I just tried to take like my martial arts mentality and put it into wrestling. And I mean, I, I did pretty good. I did all right. You know, I looked at it like this. I mean, I'm with you the same way. I looked at like high school football. They're doing two days and then it boils down to you get beat maybe in a championship game because somebody couldn't pick up a weak side blitz. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I, I left the weight to 530 in the morning. Right. And then we did all this and it boils down to you didn't do your job. So we got beat. OK. You know, and then I know in wrestling, like no offense, but I didn't give too much of a damn about the team. I was all about me. You know what I mean? Nah, straight I mean up, straight like, up. It's like oh, we lost the duel. No, you guys lost the duel. I won. 
on. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, know you never I mean? want to be the guy to lose. Like you never want to be that dude, you know? Uh, oh, of course. I mean, our coach always tells us never be the weak link on the chain. And that, and I, that has stuck with me throughout my entire life. And it's, and I think sports in general, every sport likes to think that, you know, that sport teaches them life. But I think sports in general teaches you about life. It teaches you about how to get back up. Cause you're going to get, you know, you're going to get down. You're going to get pinned. Yeah. Everybody gets pinned. Everybody gets knocked out. Everybody gets choked. Somebody's always going to get choked, whatever. But you just got to bounce back. And that's, and that's what the great thing about sports. And so I want to know when did, what was your biggest hit? Like who hit you to the point in the martial art and MMA where you went, huh? I don't know if I really want to do this. I mean, cause, because everybody talks about that hit in, in high school football that makes it, that makes uh, football players go to basketball. So what was that hit in MMA that made you go, huh? I don't know if I really want to do this. Uh, I tell people this story all the time. It was actually so like, I'll never forget it because the anniversary was this Labor Day. Um, so before my very first fight was ever supposed to be, I was training and everything. And I was actually training with another guy from Muskogee, Alfred Freight Train Walker. And, uh, we were training and everything. And I went in on a shot and he kicked me square in the mouth with oh. my mouth guard in and knocked my front teeth out. Oh. And not only did he knock him out, but he knocked him out whole. And they had the, they like put him in milk to save him and everything Then I went to the dentist and I popped him back in and I'm sitting at the dentist. And they're like, yeah, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to cancel your fight. And, I, and all I said back was, okay, but when do I get to get back? Like, when when do I get to go back to doing it? And they're like, yo, this kid's crazy. Like, <laughs> like I and like I came back to the gym like a week later and I couldn't uh, train or anything yet, but I was just watching, just like waiting for my shot to get back in there. And that's whenever like my coach really like, like kind of zeroed in on me and was like, yo, like you really got something because if that was me, I don't know if I would have came back. <laughs> like, now, where's that, men- never- now, where's that mentality come from, though? Like, because, I mean, it, it has to be in you. Like I said, it has to be yeah. in you. Like I said, but it's not for everybody. It's like I said, you know, like the funny thing that always makes me laugh is like uh, basketball players always say, hey, when I went for football, I, I, you know, they had the body of a wide receiver and they had that hit when they went across the middle. They go, okay, basketball it is. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah. so, so what, what's it in you that makes you go, okay, MMA, this is it. This is it for me. Man, I like I don't even know how to explain it really cuz like my mom my mom just kind of like between her and my dad they just kind of put that in me like from an early age it was like no matter cuz I started doing martial arts when I was like 4, right? And uh so I knew like you know you're going to get hit and stuff like that but like my one of my one of my toxic traits I like to say is that if I get hit like I'm going to get that back. And so in the back of my mind, even though I got my teeth knocked out, I was like, one day, like one day I'm going to be good enough to where like, I'm doing that. Like I'm never going to put myself in that position again. And like, I just, yeah, I just kind of get tunnel vision. And, you know, like I said, I had to get that back. I had to get that back. Like you didn't just knock my teeth out. You hit my pride. So I was like, (laughs) damn, like I got, I got to find some way to make myself the man again. Well, did you get, did you get him back? Did you get him back? I got him back, but, uh, how'd you get but, him back? Uh, how'd you get him back? What'd you do? <laughs> what'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> I was about to say, honestly, it was like, it was a one-time thing, but like I hit him with a nice head kick. Like, and I had just come back to practice. My coach was like, stick and move. And I was like, nah, like forget all that. I'm going to stay right here in the pocket and I'm going to fight with this dude. And sure enough, I did. And I hit him with the head kick, like right off the bat. Now he might've hit me with the leg kick afterwards, but I got that hit back, so yeah, nah. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, man, I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna keep hitting people, like. <laughs> good, good for you. I, I mean, honestly, man, I, I mean, I know the feeling. Like, I went down. I mean, I, I sparred and not say sparred, but we, uh, mm-hmm. we, we threw some leather in, and uh, I went down about you know see my folks down in Muskogee, and that was when uh, I went to. I love going back to the you know the, the room and wrestling with the guys. So they had you know, <laughs> we had some gloves. I don't know who it was. We were trading punches, and he hit me in the nose so hard, and it made that. That sound like that, that, and where, you know, where you automatically cry, but you're not crying, but tears come yeah. out, but you're not crying. And I think I saw Jesus, I'm not sure, but it was like, well, I mean, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just stick with wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you have to do it. I mean, you have to get back on the horse, basically, no matter what you do, if that's the sport Absolutely. that you wanna do, you know? So, if Absolutely. you, if you had to fight you, if you had to fight you, how would you fight you? 
Ooh. Uh, honestly, if I had to fight me, I would, uh, sheesh, I'd pray. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, if, I, if I had to fight me, I'd probably a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, leg kicks. I would avoid wrestling at all costs because I don't care who you are. Like, if we go to the ground, like, that's a, that's a fight I don't know if you can win. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, I would just – I would try and stay away from my kicks. Like, I would kick you in the legs first, stay away from wrestling, and just try and just try and box you because, really, that's, that's your only shot with me. And you got to get by my legs first. And if you get close enough, then I'm going to take you down. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, basically, so, basically, that's why you're the hybrid because you can do everything? Is that why? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, like, when I met my coach, he was like, he was like all right, what do you got? And I was like, well – I'm a black bone karate. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was like, what else you got? And I was like, well, I was an all-American wrestler. And he was like, okay. Like that. And he was like, well, dang, we might be able to do something with that. And I was like, well, let's, let's see what we can do. And ever since then, yeah, everybody's like, uh, man, he's the hybrid. Like I'll, I'll throw elbows. I'll throw people. I like, I just like it. I just like it all. It's funny. I was talking to my mom one time a long time ago. I, I probably won like my fourth fight in a row and I was feeling good. And my mom was like, I'll tell you, Michael, she was like, you were always good at combat sports, but you know, like I've never seen you shine like this. She was like, and I was like, well, mom, honestly, in MMA, there's no excuse. Like in wrestling, you know, I get mad if I lose a match. I'm like, man, they're lucky. I couldn't punch him in karate. <laughs> You know, I might lose a match, and I was like, they're lucky I couldn't take him down. But, like, in MMA, nah, I, I can do it all. So, like, so let's get the fight going, you know? So this is you. I mean, this is, this is, this is your domain, basically. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, this is, like, the freestyle of combat sports. And if there's one thing I'm good at, I've always been good at improv. So, like, I love that. No, I, I think, I mean, no, I think it's, I mean, I think it's great now. I mean, I grew up, you know, in an era where I got a couple of years on you. So I, got, I grew up in a time where if they basically didn't have it. I mean, if it was, it was underground. I didn't know about that. But I mean, but now you can make a living out of it now, which is great. Which I think is great for wrestlers. Like, but if it didn't, like, what would you be doing if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for MMA, what would you be doing? And what do you, and what do you do for a day job now? As a matter of fact, what do you do for a day job now? Uh, so I actually, uh, I'm a personal trainer. I got a couple jobs right now. Cause you know, if you want to have a, if you want to fight in MMA, especially at this lower level and on the way up, like you kind of got to have flexibility. So I was blessed enough to, uh, to be a personal trainer at uh, 99 boxing. And I teach kids, you know, uh, and, and young ladies, like the, you know, just the ins and outs of fighting, just beginner stuff. I can, uh, write them up little programs and stuff. And I also work at, uh, I don't know if I can even say this on the air, but I work at a grow house. Uh, at the dispensary, uh, at the dispensary, right? Yeah. Man, no, yes, I, I, I was going to ask you about that. Now, I mean, I know you work there. I mean, I don't know if it's illegal. Are you guys get tested for that? Uh, yeah. So, like, we get tested for it. So, like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, lenient on, like, what I do and, like, what I can do and everything. I just, I just, like, uh, like I'll do it like after the fights and stuff like that. But really, I mean, I just kind of chill. I just work there for the most part. Well, and uh, do you do CBD oil? Though? I mean, do you do uh, like? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, man. Marijuana has always been demonized, always, and it's and I used to go along with that because I mean, you know, it was back in the stringent days where you know it's three channels and and you know you were the channel changer with no remote control or whatever and things were so stringent. But now you realize, man, you know the medical benefits of marijuana and the demonization needs to stop because it does help and it does help a lot of people because For I think. Real? I had I had both my hips replaced in uh, twice in the same year. I mean, in the same year, and so you know the worst thing in the world was getting on those opioids. I mean, they it put me in a bad mood. I mean, I'm always a, a yeah. jovial part, but a bad mood, and I was and I was sweating, and I had bad dreams, and then once 
like I ran out of my pills, but I saw the doctor the same day and he goes, no, you're good. You want to get a refill? And I go, no, I don't. But that's where I got. And that's why I understood in a way how people get addicted to opioids, because I used to be one of those people. I'm not going to lie. I used to point the finger and go, wow, those people are drugs. But I get it now because if the government or a doctor subscribes opioids, and you have an addictive, you know, uh, your DNA is addicted to that. Then you get hooked yeah. and they point a finger and say, hey, man, this guy's an addict. They'll know you put me on it. Now I'm addicted. So help me. So now I understand about what you're saying about, you know, with the marijuana or, you know, the dispensary or whatever. We need to yeah. stop demonizing that. And that's why I knew Oklahoma had changed when I went back and I was like, what the hell? I'm a dispensary, dispensary, dispensary. Everywhere in Oklahoma now, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're up like McDonald's. Like. <laughs> no, you get a drive-through, get a get a nickel bag and some fries. Oh no, nah, for real. Like I like there's dispensaries with drive-throughs and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean like I have like a couple uh people that sponsor me and stuff, and it's been honestly, it's been great. Like it's crazy because like even one of my first bullies ever, he owns a dispensary, right? From when I was a kid. Yeah. And he sponsored me. And I was like, I was like, bro, look at God. Like, that's crazy, ain't it? But, uh, <laughs> did, did, he beat, did he beat you up when you were a kid? I, it, it, I ain't going to put all that on the air because, you know, I'm undefeated in my mind. But, like. <laughs> well, oh, how old was he? How old was he? How old were you guys? How old were you guys? Man, we were like, shoot, we were probably like four. Oh, like, come on, man. Everybody, <laughs> four, come on. What? So what did he do? Did he knock over your Legos or or made you eat Play-Doh? Yo, he, what did he do? He, he kept touching my Megazords, man. I was like, bro, this is my show and tell. Don't touch my show and tell, bro. And then he talked to the girl that I thought was cute. And I was like, man, I don't like this guy. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him. We, we cool now. We cool now, you know. Well, I hope so. You were four years old. I hope you're cool. Y'all squash. Y'all squash by the time you got in third grade. Like, hey, man, I don't know why we beefing like this. I was about to say, bro, like, it was like Tupac Biggie. Like, I was, I was not feeling this dude, man. That was the first time in my life that my parents were like, hey, look, you got a bully. This is what you're going to do. They, like, were teaching me how to fight. And a week later, I was in karate lessons. So I was like, yeah, nah, this is this is it. But you know what, though? But that, in a way, that's how life works in a way. I mean, and great. And shout out to your parents, man. I mean, I, it, you can't, to me personally, I hate that myth of the, the black family or the, or the absentee father. That's the myth mm-hmm. I, I hate more than anything. Because growing up, Absolutely. and I could, tell, I could tell by you and what my neighborhood we grew up in Muskogee you know Muskogee didn't have a, bit, a great reputation it still doesn't but when they, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but, but in my neighborhood there's my dad and there's another neighbor and the city wouldn't cut this grass they were supposed to cut they didn't cut it so instead of always calling they decided to take it upon themselves to do it and man they they took care of the neighborhood and whenever we mess up that that neighbor would would tell our parents on us or he he disciplined us and it was vice versa and that's just you can't I just I I love the, the the family network of 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 what you have what I had and that's never to be underrepresented especially in Oklahoma because of the past yeah, or just yeah. any, well just anywhere I mean I don't want to put it in Oklahoma but you know so like what were your parents like growing up what what, what were they strict on you or uh, were you the oldest what what was how was it so uh, I'm the oldest boy but I'm like the third child I got two older sisters uh, oh my oldest sister she side note she's actually pregnant. She's going to have a girl, so shout out to her. I love you, Kiana. Well, Kiana, and- hello, Kiana. Good luck. Good luck. I hope it's nice and healthy. That's all I, that's all I care about. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I got a little brother named Brandon. And, uh, yeah, I I was just the oldest boy. And my mom and dad, they were ministers growing up. Like Really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what, what denomination? What denomination? Uh, non-denominational. Like, uh, my dad... And my mom met in the military and then they moved to Oklahoma. So my dad and my mom could go to Raymond Bible Church. And uh, honestly, I like I, the way I look at it, I knew God like they knew God had a plan. And because like otherwise, I don't even know if I'd be fighting or doing what I'm doing if I hadn't ended up where I'm at. Like, I remember my mom and dad were going. We were all going to Raymond when I was a kid. And then we ended up going to this other church. And that's where I ran into some friends of mine that took me to Apollo's martial arts. And like, that's where I really like started my martial arts journey and started fighting and stuff. So yeah, no, hundred percent. God had a plan. And uh, yeah, but back to my parents, they were kind of strict <laughs> growing up They're They were kind of strict growing up. They, uh, <laughs> they're definitely on my head. They just, they always just wanted the best for me though. Like hundred percent. They just wanted me to 
you know, like be the guy they knew that I could be. You know what I'm saying? I remember I had like, a, like kind of an epiphany one time. It was like this whole time I've been, you know, walking around with the chip on my shoulder, this, this, and this, trying to prove people wrong. But like, I got a lot of people that already believe in me and I just want to prove them right. You know what I'm saying? So like, so what was the chip from though? What was the chip from? I just, I'm gonna be honest, you know, I'm a young black man in Oklahoma and just like, well, trust me, I know. The, yeah. You know, the odds are kind of against you out here. And like, especially in a place like Tulsa, people kind of have like a, a crabs in the barrel mindset. Oh, Everyone's that's a, trying to like, that's a great, ana- that's a great analogy, man. I love that. I mean, no, trust me when I say you can be feel, you can feel free to talk because I went mm-hmm. back, uh, it's only a couple months ago. I took my mom out for her birthday to get, you know, yeah. and some stuff happened and I was like, man, here we go. Here we go with this bullshit again. And, it, and you can't yeah. escape it. And I, and I know the frustration, man. And, and don't get me wrong though. I'm glad I grew up there. I'm more than glad. I grew, I'm glad I grew up there because growing up there, Tell me, man, if I can make it through that, I can make it through anywhere. I mean, be just literally. Because, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. And there was a lot. There are a lot more positives than negatives. Definitely a lot more. Po- and there's a lot more good people than bad people. But at the same time, mm-hmm. trust me, man. And I and it was. I'm glad you brought it up because I was gonna just skip it. Because, but I'm glad you brought it up because I mean that's one of the main reasons I left. I go, man, I, I gotta get out of here. I, I can't. I can't deal with this. And my whole my whole goal in life for me was just to get out of Oklahoma. So trust Straight me, up, yeah. I know that chip. And so how did, did you get in trouble? Like, did you ever test your parents? Did you ever get in trouble? At, you don't seem like a troublemaker, but did you ever get in trouble at school because somebody said something and you seized upon that opportunity, if you know what I mean? Did you get in trouble for that? I mean, like, how, how were you? And did you ever, like I said, did you ever test your parents? Even though they, I, even uh, they, were, even uh, though they were ministers, uh, they tried to beat the devil out of you? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> once, or, once or twice, for sure. I, uh, everyone's got the black sheep, and that was definitely me. <laughs> I... Uh, like I, I smoked weed in high school and honestly that was like the worst thing I did though. Like realistically, that was probably the worst thing I did. And uh, my mom and dad just weren't okay with that. And I actually, this is like, this is crazy. But like, I remember my senior year, right. I am killing it in wrestling. Like I'm like, I'm the dude, I'm the dude and everything's been going great. But I had, I had smoked weed at a tournament and, uh, and whenever I had smoked weed at this tournament, uh, a manager that we had on the team. I won't, uh, I won't name her cause everyone's going to hate her after this, but, uh, <laughs> words going to get but, out. Uh, but anyway, words going to get out. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, she, uh, she had like wrote a letter. She didn't just snitch to my coaches. She like wrote a letter to administration that I had smoked at this tournament. And whenever it got out, like, it was like such a big deal. It was just like Michael Billups, what Michael Billups. And I was like, yeah, like yeah, it was me. And I ended up getting suspended like my senior year. And it uh, it definitely messed with uh, a little bit. It messed with my life's trajectory a little bit, like messed with scholarships and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was definitely a sad time. But even then, like, you know, man upstairs had my back because fast forward, you know, years later through all the nonsense, I've started my MMA career and all that. My, my former uh, high school wrestling coach, Kevin Crutchmer, he uh he gave me an opportunity to go wrestle for him in college and where'd you go man, to, that where'd you go to college? Where'd I you? went to a Washita Baptist in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Okay. And I wrestled for him for about two years. And it was uh honestly it was it was what I needed to kind of like get my head back on straight and just figure some stuff out. It made my wrestling better, made some good connections, like yeah, man, it was a blessing in disguise, honestly. Well, back to the snitch. Why did she snitch? Yo, that's something I will never understand. Cause a week before she was like, she let me cheat off her in Spanish class. So I thought we were cool. Like we went back like spinal cords and car seats. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was like, <laughs> I love you kids. Spinal cords. <laughs> I love you kids. I was, I was like, bro, like what, what did I do? Like what I was like, did I not like, was I supposed to take you out? I didn't know, but yeah. So it was, it was crazy. Did, did, you, did you ever talk to her after she snitched? Did you ever talk to her afterwards? Yo, I, this is how I know I grew up. Cause like I ran into her at the mall and this is like years after it happened. And I was just like, Hey, uh, Alex, uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just gonna let you know, like, I forgive you because you didn't know what you were doing. 
and honestly, I'm still I'm still on track with what I'm trying to get done. I'm still fighting. I'm still like doing my thing. I'm taken care of. So like you definitely, you know, put a speed bump on my life, but you don't have any control over my life. And like everything that I felt towards you, like it's done now. I don't really like, you know, I'm not going to give you no space in my life. There's no reason for you to take up real estate in my head. Oh, that's so. beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's a sign of great maturity. It took me years to get to that moment to where you're at. It took me years. But when you do that, it releases stuff in the universe. And man, mm-hmm. it's so freeing because I mean, like you said, sometimes those people occupy that real estate in your head, where even, even if it's a small little corner space, they occupy that. But once you release that, you're like, you know what? I'm good now. And it, it's weird. I'm, you're free. It, it sounds so like, hey, man, hippie like, but it's so, because yeah. I'm a firm believer in just throwing stuff out to the universe and the universe hears everything you say, you know? So uh, straight up. So straight when you, up. when you said it to her, what did she say back? Honestly, she was just, she was speechless for a second. She was just like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, I mean, you could say sorry, but like, <laughs> I was like, but it's all, <laughs> But it's all good. And I just kind of like left it at that. And I let her get a selfie with me because I was like, I'm going to be worth a lot of money one day. Good for you. Uh, and yeah, that was that was that. Honestly, now on, I would have skipped the selfie. I would have been like, hey, man, we're good. <laughs> I, I would have said that, but I would just walked. I, I'm a, I, you know what I, I'm good at? I'm not going to lie. I'm, I don't brag on myself, but I'm good at just acting like you're not there. I mean, I like like you yeah. can be right here and talking to me. And if I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'll do anything and I won't touch you, but I'll act like you're, I'll act like you're like, like the sixth sense with Bruce Willis. I'll act like you're not even there, bro. And that's just how I am. <laughs> I'll speak my piece. Hey, look, we're done. I mean, I forgive you, whatever, but from here on out, hey, you're out of my life. I don't even know. And I'll be, I'll go back my way, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done a selfie. You're a better man than me. I wouldn't have done a selfie. <laughs> I wouldn't have done a selfie. But God, man, that's, dude, where did you learn that from though? I mean, I know your parents are ministers, whatever, but where did you learn that part from that, that, just that, hey, I'm going to talk to you. What you did was kind of messed up. But, hey, look where I'm at now. So, you know, and I'm going this way. I don't know where you're going. I really don't care where you're going. Let's get this selfie. And uh, you can go on and get the hell on or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. where'd, you, where'd you learn that from? I Man, I really can't take too much credit. Like, yeah, I like to, I like to read and stuff. I got really into psychology in, like, my – probably, like, my senior high school. And, like, my mom – Dude, honestly, yeah, my mom and my dad, they just like, even though they're ministers and everyone's like, oh, religion, 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 like my mom and dad are spiritual people to the core. So like, and like, they're just really logical on how they like think about things. And so like me growing up, like under, you know, their guidance and tutelage is just like, that's all I know. Realistically, like, I feel like a lot of people sometimes when I talk, they don't, they, they don't even know what to expect. Cause like I am a fighter and I do smoke weed and I do do all these things, but it's like deep down, like, nah, bro, I'm still a person. And I still think about these things. Like I think to be like, to be the best fighter I can be, I have to think about these things. I have to like sit with myself, figure out my shortcomings so I can get to the next level. It's just like analyzing fights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to figure out my weaknesses so I can get to the next level and not have to keep running into that stuff. Cause like, Life is a test and like, luckily you can redo stuff, but I don't want to keep redoing stuff. Once I pass the test, I just want to be done. You know what I'm saying? So I just try and like Next level. learn and keep passing the test. Next. Like my old, like one of my old coaches, he's from Muskogee, but he used to say 1% better every day, 1% better every day, no matter what you're doing or where you are in life, you got to get 1% better every day. Who's that coach? And Who's that coach? Just, Who's that coach? Oh, uh, that was, uh, that was Danny Jefferson. Yes, because his, yeah. his father uh, coached me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, his dad. And matter of yeah. fact, that's what his dad used to say. And his dad, and I'll be, and I'll honestly, I'll say this from the bottom of my heart. Man, you know, you go through that life. I don't know if you went through it with that stage where maybe you and your old man, they're not getting along. You're not getting along. But, and that's probably a little bit of both. You know, you're, you're, you're getting to the point where you think you're a man and you're, and you know, you're listening to your parent. And I'll yeah. say this from the bottom of my heart for about a, I, there was a period in my life where close to my dad, he was the most important dude in my life. I listened to Coach Jefferson, everything he talked 
taught me and I listened and I did it and I achieved so much. He goes, you got to do a little extra. And I did a little extra. Like when, when I, and my parents to this day still don't know this, but I was, I was kind of chubby in eighth grade. I was kind of chubby. And so, um, so I wanted to, and I knew he was going to be my, uh, high school wrestling coach uh, eventually, you know, like when I got to high school. So I knew he liked to run and I knew, so I didn't have a lunch. I didn't eat a school lunch from ninth grade until uh from ninth grade on i never had a school lunch i just saved the money and whatever and i would run on, on my on my lunch hours i would run because i i didn't want to be the weak link on the chain i remember that speech he said don't be the weak link on the chain and and he talked about getting better and that summer before i, I came within one match of going to state my junior year and i cried like a baby and he goes you got to do something extra and that's how you're going to get there so that summer we go to the hot ass wrestling room at muskogee high and we'd wrestle and i'd run and I mean, I, in, in, in Oklahoma in August and June and July, I put on my hoodie and I put on my long sweats and I would run three, two and three miles a day, did sprints in the, at about a one, at one o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I wanted to be, I wanted to work out at the hottest time possible with the hoodie on, hood drawn, tied up. Yeah. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to suffer. And that's, and honestly, from the bottom of my heart, coach Jefferson was the most important figure in my life, man. Nah, for real. Like people people don't understand until they're like, until they do it or until they're in it. But like almost everything that I am aside from my parents, it literally comes from like wrestling. Like I, I owe my work ethic. I owe like my grit, just like everything, my mentality, like my shape all to wrestling. And it's just like, it's crazy to see how it translates into your adult life, you know? So it's yeah, no, it's beautiful, man. It's now, a journey. Now, what's what's uh, books like psychology books or spiritual books that do uh, that have made a difference in your life? For me, I always go the secret, which to me, the secret is one of the best books I've ever read. The secret mm. and and uh, Project Three uh, Three Six Nine because it was a Nikola Tesla book that based everything on mm. mathematics. Everything turns out with the numbers three six nine, and it's about affirmations and speaking it out to the universe. And those two books. Man, I'm telling you, they did it. They made such a great difference in my life. So, what books do you go to, or or or, or that made it click for you? Oh man, sheesh! Uh, I read a couple of Zig Ziglar books growing up. Um, one of my high school coaches, he gave me a book called um, "From Good to Great," and that was that was a that was a big game changer for me. And it was like, it was it was crazy because like. I, I like to think of things like there's like universal principles and there's like, you know, there's like spiritual principles and just like, there's like a list of them, you know what I'm saying? And so like, as I'm reading these books, like how to be a man, one one and uh, the secrets to success uh, and just like good to great things like that. I'm reading these books and then like, I would like get something out of the books and I'm like, man, that kind of sounds like something that I read in the Bible. So I go back to the Bible and I'm like reading it and I'm like, yo, these are the same principles yes. just written completely different. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I think a lot of people get confused on like, on what's what, but I'm like, Hey, like it's the same, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how you word it, but that's the same principle. And it's a universal principle. Like what you sow is what you reap. And like, well, you know, just things like that. So well, as I was reading, Oh, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I'm very sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're good. I was just going to say, like, as I, I was as I was reading, that's what, like, really got me. I was like, no matter what I run into in life, this principle is going to be the same. So I have to master this principle if I want to get to the next step. You know what I'm saying? And definitely I mean, because yeah. there's people who don't, you know, they're atheists, whatever. And and, you know, I, I grew up in Oklahoma. So, you know, I grew up in that kind of like that old school kind of, you know, the church mentality. I feel like. And it's weird, like, I felt like I'm leaving that organized religion kind of thing, and I wouldn't say atheist, but, yes, those same principles, that are, and what it basically boils down to, if you take out the religious wording in it, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. it's all about faith and, and throwing it out to you. Yes. A, a prayer is actually you talking to the universe, and it hears you. So if, if people aren't into religion and, or Jesus or God or whatever, or whatever you, you know, pray to or whatever, if you take that away and you're an atheist, you're still talking to the universe and it still deals with faith. Absolutely. So the pr basic principles are faith. And if you got to believe and it's be faith and belief because faith without works is nothing, whatever, something like that. But dead, yeah, exactly. you, know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. And, and honestly, so that word, if, you, if you're listening right now and you're atheist, whatever, you don't get in religion. 
Th- don't worry about that. If it, if it is a quote from the Bible, because the one that gets me through all the time is this too shall pass. So, I mean, yes. it, no matter how down you get it, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And you just got to, you got to ride that wave out, bro. You got to ride, ride. And what always helps me also is, and it's where I take it like a, a sheet of paper like this and I get a, a, a Sharpie and I write what I want to happen that day. I write it that night. I look at it, read it out loud. Then I go to bed. Now I wake up, look at it. I say it out loud. I let it go. And during the course of a day, sometimes that stuff happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But during the course of a day, sometimes all of it works out. You look at it like, holy moly. And that's how I, yep. and that's how I get through life. And that's what always helped me. Because I love, I, like you said, I love the psychological aspect of it. Because it's, it's all in yeah. here. It's all in Literally. here. You know what I mean? So I, I love that you got your head on straight like that, man. I mean, I mean it from the bottom heart because it's all mental. And it's all about faith and belief, whether it's in yourself or, you know, in a higher power or, what, or, or how you believe or don't believe. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel like, uh, I almost lost my train of thought, but I just feel like <laughs> genuinely, I, if there's two things that have gotten me to where I am, it's my faith and my hard work, like straight up. And, uh, you got to have faith in you. Like, if you don't believe in anything, that's fine, but you at least got to believe in yourself and then go put that work in. And that's for absolutely anything. Another quote I love to live by is like, Everything I am or am not is uh, is equivalent to how hard I have or have not worked. And so I just got to keep reminding myself like, hey, bro, if you don't have that car you want, if you don't have, you know, that girl you want or you don't have the position you want, you just got to work harder. And like sometimes I feel like life kind of hits you with life kind of hits you with something just to let you know, hey, you were getting comfortable. That's why that hits you like. You got to be okay with being uncomfortable. And yes. I mean, if that means yes. opening like, uh, uh, what's his name? Snyder wrestler. He, uh, one of his quotes, he was like, I make myself uncomfortable every day. And that's like as small as opening the door for people. It'd be easier to not open the door for people, Yes, but I'm going to do it. Just like saying, thank you saying like, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable. I'm going to ask the questions that don't want to be asked, have the conversations that don't want to be had. Cause like the more, un- the more used I am to being uncomfortable, the easier everything else is. So, yes. Yeah. It's all about taking cold showers in the wintertime. It's what I do. I mean, seriously, you know, I work out, yeah, it might be cold up. and I go, oh. but, but taking that cold shower, man, and it wakes me up or whatever, it works to bite. And I love doing that. Another thing you should work on is keeping that damn camera straight. Cause I, I can't see you, man. Like, damn, can you keep the camera straight? I'm trying to I'm talk sorry, to you. I'm, Are you, I'm like, is he having a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> like, so I, move, I move my hands a lot when I start talking. I can tell. <laughs> no man but you know what if I, I i was watching you and from afar if i had if i had to name you i would name i would name you the quiet storm i would call you michael gabriel the quiet storm billups now now tell me if i'm wrong on this but you seem like a guy that even though you're into it you're going to fight you seem calm and you might be having nerves, but every time I've watched you fight through your videos, you seem really calm. But when it's time to get down, you, but you get down at a control, like it's controlled chaos. So I would name you the quiet storm. What nickname would you give yourself? Uh, <laughs> man, I don't even know. Like Black Panther, Chocolate <laughs> Thunder. Like, Chocolate Thunder? Wait, I, are, you, are you a male dancer <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Yo, man. man. You're taking a different level, nah, bro. I, <laughs> it would definitely bring people in. It bring people to the fights for sure. Yeah, yeah you start so like, yo, what? What's he gonna do? <laughs> you gonna start the OnlyFans and girls be like, hey, <laughs> what's up, Thunder? <laughs> so, <That's>, no. <laughs> before we get sidetracked, man. Before we get sidetracked, like I know you met one of your idols, man, Anderson Silva. What was that like? Yo, like. It was a very surreal, like, it was a surreal thing because, like, um, one, he's a lot bigger in real life, like, way bigger. <laughs> yeah. Dude could play basketball, but uh, he knocks people out, so that's cool, too. And um, he was just, man, he was just cool. Like, he was, like, such a dad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, no, you want to do it like this because of this. And, like the way just his mentality on things, like one of the things he said, he was like, you see these hands, 
when these hands are coming for you, you're fighting for your life. Like, imagine those hands are blades. You don't want to get touched by the blades, right? And I was like, right. And he was like, then don't get touched by the blades. And he was like, I was like, okay. And all of a sudden I'm moving and I'm parrying and dodging. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's crazy. And so like, just the way that he did things and the stuff that he showed wasn't even like, it wasn't like crazy, crazy, like do a backflip off the wall technique. It was just like, it was very basic, but the way that he applied it mm-hmm. was just like, it was profound. And whenever the dude spoke, the whole gym shut up. It was like, Jesus was talking. We were just like, yo, like, Hey man, everyone like, Hey, shh, Hey, pay attention. Like, and yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. He was really down to earth, super humble guy. Like, especially for someone who has all the records and accolades that he does, like just so humble. And so, I mean, watching him interact with us the way he did after everything that he's done, I was like, nah, that's who I want to be. Like, I want to be that guy. Whenever I come into places, I don't want people to be scared of me. I just want people to respect me. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm watching all your, I'm watching all your stuff. And I do mean all your stuff. And I'm like, let me tell you something, man, you all you got to do is take care of yourself in the ring. I think you're a gold mine. I think if I was in, if you had endorsed a product, I definitely would have you endorsed any product. I mean, I saw you, you know, with, with, your, with your, you know, GQ smooth. You looking GQ smooth. <laughs> I mean, with your suit, you look good. You, I mean, I know it sounds, I hate saying this, but you're very well spoken. And I mean, you kick ass and you have a great smile. You have everything that. You, that if I had a product that you uh, you could endorse, I mean, all you got to do is take care of yourself in the ring. I ain't got to worry about it out the ring. You got a great head on your shoulder. You got two great parents. I'm telling you, man, you've got everything going for you. Like I I, I see nothing but great things happening for you. I really do. Yo, I, I really do appreciate that because like I'm doing my you know I'm doing my best to make sure everything is right and taken care of just so yeah I can get to that next spot and like I got goals. I want to buy mom a house and dad a car and. You know, I'm gonna do it through this. I'm gonna do it through my art. So what? Uh, what, uh, okay, dream life. Okay, I'm gonna ask these questions. Dream life, and I don't want you to think too hard. But boom, if you had to buy your dad a car, what would you get him? Jaguar. He's always wanted a Jaguar. Okay. Oh yeah. Dream. And dream house for your mom. Where would, where would it be? What would it look like? Honestly, if I had to buy a house for my mom, I would buy a house for her, probably back in Cali, because that's where she's from, and that's where her family's from, and like. I know part of her is always wanting to go back there. So like Southern or Northern, yeah, was, Southern or Northern, uh, closer to Northern, more Bay area, like oh, San Jose. Oh my God. Well, you better start uh, fighting real, uh, real quick. Better start fighting. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. Hey, and we're going to have yeah. dispensary on the side, if you know what I mean? Cause many houses yeah. <laughs> in the you, Bay you area, cost a lot of money. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. And for you and for you, like what kind of dream life would you like? Where, where would you want to live? Oh man, dude, I, shoot it like all bills paid nothing to worry about honestly i'd probably move to california too i'm not gonna lie like i i got a west coast spirit about me yeah i can tell and man yeah you're so dude you're so west that's why i'm like really oklahoma i mean people people do me the same way i was just in uh mm-hmm. i was just traveling i was in italy and i was in germany and whatever and everywhere i travel people go where are you from originally and i said oklahoma they go you don't speak like from oklahoma i go yeah my dad made sure we didn't so and i and i honestly i feel that same way about you when you talk and everything i go man this dude i mean you do you have like a laid-back kind of mentality like like i said if i had to give you a name it'd be the quiet storm because you're just like laid back <laughs> but when it's time to get down to work you get down to work but you're just cool bro from your glasses to the cut you're about to get to your just uh, your philosophy on life you're and you know you lay back and you, you smoke a little bit you <laughs> you're just cool bro i mean i mean that you know, so yeah i know you mentioned superheroes like what like what would you who who was your superhero growing up who was your favorite Oh, man, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, Batman was like my first like dude. I was like, bro, he's rich and he can beat everybody up. Like, that's the way I feel. People always, I go, listen, man, Batman could be partying. He could be doing blow. He could be chasing women. But what's he doing? <laughs> he is saving the city on his own dime. How can you not like somebody like that? I mean, he you could, know what I mean? He could be jet set. He could be like Leonardo DiCaprio hitting up young chicks, doing whatever. But instead, he's saving crime. How could you not like that? Now, see, I, I loved him. And then I found out about Spider-Man and Black Panther. And I was like, OK, so hold on. Spider-Man is just like cool. And he talks mess to everybody, which I love. Like, 
if you can talk ish and save the day, yeah. you a bad dude. Like you, you a bad dude. And then Black Panther, I was like, he's like a black Batman. He's a black Batman who owns a country. Like what, how am I, how am I supposed to, how's, how are other heroes supposed to compete with this guy? If he's like already my favorite, but he looks like me. He looks like me. So yes. like, yes. Representation skin in the game. hundred percent. And like, honestly, as a kid, I didn't even like really realize that that's what it was. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, Yo, that actually kind of matters. That's crazy. You know? You know, I mean, honestly, I think you're coming up in a, like, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, I hate you. You got good, you got, <laughs> you got good everything. Nothing really hurts. I hate you. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but, so you're, I mean, I, I'm seeing this generation is great, is that I feel like the layers are being peeled back and, yeah. and you're seeing how the lies that have been perpetrated, the everything and the truth is coming forward. But the, the strange thing growing up when I grew up there, our parents, my parents knew everything too. And there was no internet. Like my dad knew all this stuff and there was no, and like, how do you know that dad? And it's unbelievable. But now you guys have it. And, and I think it's great. Like you said you have representation. I think black Panther was great in a sense of now you got a little black kids who can go that, that can have somebody to look forward to. I mean, they, I mean, they can look up to that looks like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, and people don't understand it, but it does help. It really does. And if you wouldn't have took our history away and, you know, in schools or whatever, it could help them that way also. I don't think we'd have half the problems we have in the world now or in, yeah. or in inner cities. If you would just tell the truth and have somebody they could look up to and go, oh, they, we, uh, we did all that, then that could be my hero. If they would teach that instead of being afraid, I was like, what's, what's to be afraid of? You know, you got yeah. your heroes, we can have ours, and we can all get it, we can coexist better that way. That's the way I feel. Yeah. No, that's, that's straight up. Like this, this is funny side story, but like, so I sold cars for a while and I remember I'm selling this car to this family. Dad's a doctor and you know, he's there with his, his son, his little son, he's probably like a seven year old and his wife and his son has on an Avengers shirt. And, uh, and I was like, Oh man, dude, I love the Avengers. Who's your favorite Avenger? And he goes, and it was a white family, but he goes black Panther. And I was like, really and he was like yeah and his mom's like he dressed up for him for halloween and i was like oh really and they're like yeah and i'm like thinking i was like how did that go and (laughs) and she goes she goes i'm not gonna lie to you we definitely got a couple of weird looks and i was like but see like the thing is i was like i don't even think that that's a bad thing because for years and years we had to dress up like spider-man and batman and superman and all these people are white so honestly i don't see i didn't see the problem with like a young white kid looking up to a black superhero. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? And yes. that's like, like, I, I think people looked at it the wrong way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Because I need people to understand that we're superheroes too. We're superheroes too. And we do things and like, it's not talked about enough. And you know, like, why? Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, there's no negative there. I mean, there. I mean, there really. There's no negative. We're not talking down about somebody else. It's just somebody they can look up to. I mean, and it's funny you said it because same way I have a roommate. She has a son, and they're white, and she has a son. He's white, and he got the uh, he, he got the the Black Panther with the little thing, and he got the mask and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nobody said anything either. And I go, this is great. And he like he has friends that are black, and they don't think that way until a parent yeah. until a parent puts it in a kid's ear. You know, they just want to play. And he, he, had, yeah. he had a friend, next door neighbor, he was black. And I remember him getting off the bus and he goes, hey, you want to play with me? And it's the most innocent, just, that's just play. And I wish people would see that. And if we have representation, man, it just helps the world. You know, I, I really yeah. think if you would have done it uh, in the from the get-go, when uh, maybe years and years ago, even when I was growing up, have show our heroes and what we've done to contribute to our society instead of keeping it, you know, hidden or whatever, what we've done, then we could have our heroes. And I, I seriously think it wouldn't be so bad now i mean granted you might have you know you're always gonna have some problems here and there but it wouldn't be as bad as it is now kids wouldn't join street no gangs and they would, yeah. ha- they would have somebody to look forward to to look up to and like this is gonna sound i don't even know how this is gonna sound but like realistically like not even realistically like my dream growing up i wanted to be i always wanted to be the guy that people could look up to i wanted to be the president i wanted to be a superhero i wanted to be you know this this and this and that's one thing i love about being a fighter and like being a professional athlete as that, like, I feel like there are are ideals and aspects and just like topics that people don't want to talk about or people don't want to say, Yes, but I'll, 
I will happily be that guy just because like it needs to be said. And I want kids to have someone that like they can look up to. Like I genuinely want to be somebody that like that your kid can be like, nah, I want to be like Michael Billups. Like Michael Billups thinks this way and like that's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay to think that way. And I I hope that I'm like portraying myself in a way that people can look up to. So I'm just going to keep doing my best, you know? No, and that's all you can do, but I don't, I don't understand how, how having dialogue is a bad thing. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. and, but I do think it has to be on a one and one because you get more than two, two or three people, then it turns to yelling matches. And you yeah, know, but yeah. if it turned like yeah. you, you and I talking, I, and I, I totally agree with that. So if you were a superhero, what would your powers be? Oh, if I was a hero, honestly, it'd probably be like, like, Time travel or like, yeah, time like travel. super speed. I uh, hope you're going to the future. You don't want to go to the past. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to go to the past, do you, bro? Yeah, you you yeah, might not yeah. make it back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you dude, might not. With, with my mouth, I will not make it back. <laughs> but like, yeah, nah. You can pull over. All the time. Man, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's a good thing I'm born now. Because like, <laughs> yeah. back then, yeah. I'd be an issue. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And what would your name be? What would your name be? Oh, I'm telling you, Quiet Storm. I'm telling you, you show up I, like, and, and he's here like, hey, Quiet Storm. He's like, hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Y'all good? Y'all good? What y'all need? What y'all need? And, and you would just, and you would just, and you would just solve the ills of the inner city. All cool. Oh, and then people be like, man, what's up with you, man? Like, Look, bro, I don't think you want to do this, bro. Man, what you want to do? And then, boom, they go. And, and you, and before they fall down, you, you, you help them back up. You pour some water on and go, what happened? Man, I just knocked you out, brother. But it's cool, brother. It's cool. You don't understand who I am. I'm a quiet storm. Just go to yeah, sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep. Go you to okay, sleep. bro? You okay? Hey, somebody help my brother out over here. You know what I mean? And then and you go and, and fight crime, whatever. And you know, and then you leave. You know, you be the quiet storm. You a smooth brother, real smooth, always nice, helping old ladies across the street. You know, getting cats down from trees. But when it comes time to get down, you get down. You know, bro. Don't don't play with me because I like to write. I just need I just need an uh, an illustrator. I love to write, so there you, you can do it. I'm gonna give you that idea, and if you go ahead and do, it, I, I, I gave you that idea, man. I'm, I'm, I won't even take, I won't even want no money. I'll be like, hey, is he new superhero? Who? It's some guy. It's a black guy named Michael Billups, and he's called himself the Quiet Storm. I go. Are you serious? And I'd be happy for you. <laughs> hey, because what am I going to do to you? Beat you up? <laughs> what am I going to do? Hey, Mike, hey, hey, tell Mike on my side, man. I got a pro. you know, we're going to settle um, this. What am I going to do? Take my take my shirt off as a 50-year-old oh man? Like, God. yeah, you tell Mike to meet me in these streets. <laughs> and, and, and tell him to bring my medication, too. I mean, what am I going to do to you, bro? Let's just be I'm going to... I'm going to dedicate every comic to you from now on. I'm going to be like, yeah, nah, nah. He, he put me on. He actually named me. He named me. He gave me my first comic strip. Like, I was like. The Quiet Storm. <laughs> and the cool track. Like, yeah, like some Erica Badu. Like, oh, shit. Mike, the, <laughs> he yeah. gave me the Erica Badu playlist. Yeah, you just like smooth. Just uh, just show up. But yeah, listen, man. I don't think y'all want to do that, bro. I don't think y'all want to do that, man. Why? You about to find out, bro. You about to <laughs> But it's all, but it's all love That's though. Right? It's all nah, love. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So listen, man. Before we get out of here, now you're a blue belt in jujitsu, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. see, I, I, that's when I left jujitsu. I was a blue belt too. So if I come down to Tulsa, you know, maybe we can get a little roll in or something. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I roll at Brothers Jujitsu. Okay. They're, uh, yeah, they are a, they're like a sub gym from Triton. But there's there's just like nothing but talent and grit in that room. Like I roll with like Micah Metcalf, Hunter Colvin, dudes that are like honestly, if you knew them, you wouldn't have guessed it. But dudes are ranked in the world. Like they're some legit rollers. And honestly, I owe like the last probably like two years of my career to those guys because they just been the first year they just been choking me out and doing things to me. And I was like, all right, well this is whack. But then like the second year. <laughs> The second year I started getting a little better and now now it's it's fun. It's fun over there. I love those dudes. Do you remember getting choked out the first time? Honestly, the first time I really, really got choked out was my pro debut, and I'll never forget that. Cause like I I ended up uh and the crazy thing was like I was winning the fight. I was winning the whole fight. <sighs> and then I like I slipped, right? And dudes on the cage, and he just like was just conscious enough where he was like, grab the neck, and he just like hopped on. 
And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, man, I can get out of this. I can get out of these things all the time. But I looked up at the clock and I was like, yo, that's a lot of time. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like, dude, dude, like choked me up from the sleep. I woke up and I was like, no, no. And yeah, that was my first loss. But uh, I'm just going to say it. We came back, had a rematch with that dude, and I knocked him out in the first round. Oh my we God. weren't playing no more games. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, that was the first time I ever got choked out, and that was the last time I was going to let that happen. So I remember getting choked out, and it's a weird feeling because it's the greatest sleep, and it's, but it's brief, but it's the greatest sleep. Yeah. You wake Deep. up. Yeah, Deep. You, it is. You, wake, <laughs> you almost dream, and you wake up like, and you wake up like, hey, man, what happened? You're doing this like, you know, you, you know, get that long-ass snap, you're like, Oh, yeah, man, what happened? And everybody looking over you like, yeah, man, what? Th- this is what happened, bro. You lost. <laughs> and like you yeah, said, yeah. no. At day, In you go, front of no. everyone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only, only thing you worry about, did I shit myself? Okay, I didn't. Okay, good. But yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, things happen. But but yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but honestly, from the bottom, yeah, I remember getting choked out and I was like, it wasn't that bad. But it's funny because you're going, okay, I'm going to get out of this. And then you don't. And then... Boom, and it's over, and then it goes like this. It starts starts getting like like that. So yeah, they're just like slowly pulling the blinds down, and I'm like, oh man, like why is it so dark? Like what? I got so many questions. Like uh, I just love, I love how you went. Oh man, that's a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, it was like it was like a minute and forty seconds on the clock, and I was like, oh my. God, like that's <laughs> way more than I thought. Y'all said thirty seconds, but yeah, no, that was that was that that was that. Man, I am not gonna lie, dude. I, you have no idea how happy I was to do this. I mean, just because I mean, I'm gonna lie. One year wrestler, being from Oklahoma, and I saw you. I think I think you know my um. I think you know my cousin. Uh, my, no, my nephew is a uh, Braylon Braylon Terrell. He went to BA. I think. He, oh man, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. What? Braylon's here. Yeah, that's, that's my, crazy. That's my nephew. Yeah, yeah. That's my dude. Like we've been friends since like I, probably like eighth grade. Like yeah, that's, that's my dude. That's my dude, man. Yeah. So man, yeah. Tell him I had you on. I mean, honestly, that's my dude. Um. Uh, I love that kid. We've always loved BJ. BJ's just always been that kid, man. Always been. Absolutely. Just, Every, no one in Tulsa can say a bad thing about Brayden. Every, Straight I mean, up. here's how great he is. Hey, he's had white girlfriends and their parents wanted him to come over. I was like, are you serious? Not even as a setup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he had a Russian, he had a Russian girlfriend and she, I remember she was over at my, my brother's house and she, and I was like, is your girlfriend? Goes, yeah, where are you from? She goes, I'm from Russia. And I was like, where are you going? And he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's just so laid back. I think it's why he gets the girls. He's so laid back and just like yeah. so chill. And like everybody loves BJ, man. That's, that's, that's my nephew, man. Love that kid. Nah, yeah, he's, he's good people for sure. People used to ask if we were brothers and we'd be like, honestly, at a point we just started saying, yeah, like we were like, yep. That's so, my brother. So I know. Yeah. So I know, you know, my, my brother, then my brother, he coaches at uh, Tulsa Central, uh, Wyland, Wyland Terrell, a T-boy. Um, T-Boy, Coach Terrell. He coached at Tulsa Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at Hale, but now he's at Tulsa Central. Yeah, so I knew we knew the same people, man. Oh, yeah, man. Tulsa's small, and there's, like, even less black people. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, before we get out of here, I want you to give me your five-year plan right now. Five. Where are you going to be at in five years? In five years? Where are you going to be living in five years? Where are you going to be living? I'll, I'll be 31. Honestly... I probably I probably will relocate to the to the West Coast. I don't know. Uh, I want to hear no if, probably. I want to hear I'm gonna be. I don't. Nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna be on the West Coast. I'm gonna have my little honey with me. I know that's right. Uh, I probably probably have a kid. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Like now, nah, now nah, that one has to stay a probably. That one that one has to stay a probably. But I will be on the West Coast. I'll be with my honey, and I'll be in the UFC. I promise you that I will be in the UFC. If not already the champion, I'm gonna be there. I, oh, and and what weight class? Oh, one thirty five. This is home. I like bantam weight. And who, who are you gonna who are you gonna fight for the title? <laughs> Whoever thinks they're ready. Oh, I love that. Okay, and how how are you gonna do it? You gonna knock him out, choke him out? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna win the championship fight? How do you see it going? How do I see it going? Ooh, honestly. I, I've learned from experience. I don't know exactly how, 
I never say exactly how I'm going to finish it. I just say I'm going to finish it and then I'm going to go from there. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Oh, my God. Dude, wish you nothing but the best, but, man, you got this, man. I mean, you got this. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Great head on your shoulders. You got a great foundation. I know you ain't going to lose that. I don't even know why I'm saying all this, man, because you know you got it. You know you got it. You're going to put the work in. You're going to be champion. And then yes, they're gonna, I'm going to be watching Netflix and go, the new superhero series, Quiet Storm. I go, that's son of a bitch. And I'll He's know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like Marcel as well. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah so I know. I know that's what you're going to do, bro. You're going to be great. Michael, the hybrid Billups. Thank you so much for being a guest on Tales from a Gemini. I mean, if anything else, anybody you want to shout out right now or before we get out of here? Oh, um, Shout out to Apollo's Karate. I just want to say thank you guys and to Mr. Cook. Thank you for allowing me, you know, this platform to be able to even get here on your show. Uh, shout out to Brothers Jiu-Jitsu. I love you guys. I'll see you guys at practice today. And, man, oh, yeah, shout out to my management, Hawker Family, Hawker Family Sports and Entertainment. Love you guys. Sharpside Barbershop. If y'all in Tulsa, come get a haircut from my brothers. They white, but they're invited <laughs> to the barbecue. Uh <laughs> And yeah, man, go love on y'all's people today. It's a beautiful day. There you go, man. You heard it. Michael the Hybrid Billups. Follow this guy. He's going to be champion. I know he's from Oklahoma, and that's what we do, man. All we do is win, 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 win. All day, all day. Keep the smile. That's right, bro. Thank you so much, man. Good luck in your life. Thank you so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. I'm BT. And like we say about this time, you know the word. Peace.